we're here to talk about Webtoon and DC's collaboration and kind of the, the digital comic space, the web comic space, and how it's a logical evolution as, that goes alongside the comic book space and the traditional comic book community. So Marie, I would love to know when you realized Webtoon was the perfect collaboration for DC because you've spoken quite frequently about digital comics existing in the comic space for a long time. But what's the difference between a digital comic and a web comic in this? I mean, Webtoon is a digital comic, right? But essentially, um, comics have tried many times to sort of crack that nut of what what is a successful digital comic, beginning, of course, in the late 90s, when we, we would sort of put up these little JPEGs that you know, took forever to load, and they were pixelated, and that didn't work so well. Um, and then you know, we sort of moved on to things with hyperlinks, and that always had the, the feeling of being a CD-ROM, so that didn't really work out. Um, next up was motion comics, <laughs> which were super fun, but they, they look kind of like an old animation that you yeah, three frames might see a second. In, in the 60s. Yeah. So um, we eventually landed on something called Digital First, where we would take a regular size comic page and we'd cut it in half, and then each half would be a page displayed on a sideways iPad. And that, that lasted a while, but in all of these instances, um, what we were sort of trying to do was replicate a physical experience. So in the beginning, you would even see page turns, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not really the best use of a, a brand new space. Yeah. So at some point, I was, um, like in the morning, I woke up and I, I was sort of like, oh, scroll, scroll, <laughs> looking at some webtoons. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> that's it. The digitally native format. That's yeah. where we want to be. Yeah, something that we've kind of talked about preparing for this is people often think that comics are a form, but actually there's, it's an art, and then you can tell them in different formats. So, David, could you speak a little bit about the Webtoon format? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think this is going to be a recurring theme today, but I think comics are comics, mm -hmm. and I think Webtoon is just a different way to sort of deliver comics. And I, I think there's an aspect of technology, which I guess fits in with the theme today here, uh, that helps to lower the barrier for distribution method mm -hmm. online. And also I think there are you know, technologies at work uh, that also help sort of lower the entry for production. So I think there are a lot of things at play, but I think what Webtoon is trying to do is really making comics more accessible to, to a different audience. And I think what we often find on Webtoon is that a lot of audience find, discover comics, like the joy of reading comics mm -hmm. for the first time on Webtoon. Yeah. So I think for them, comics is innately digital, which is very interesting because I think it sort of shows the potential of the, the bigger comics audience that we, we, can, we can grow. And uh, I, I think it's also interesting to see, uh, tying in with uh, our partnership with DC, we also see that this growth in the digital space feeds very positively into the traditional print market because people who uh, discover Joy of Reading Comics uh, also want to get their hands, you know, get comics in their hands. Yeah, and like some of the comics, we'll look at them in a little bit, but they take these famous DC canon characters and put them into this new space, which 
you know, when people fall in love with them there, they can then go to a comic shop and find them somewhere else. So, Marie, could you talk a little bit about how the collaboration with DC and Webtoon began and, and the process of it? Actually, that's better directed to David. <laughs> David, would you talk about that? Uh, so, so, I am so sorry. Could you, could you repeat that? Yeah, question? just um, could you talk a little bit about the origin of the collaboration with DC oh, and Webtoon? Oh, yes, the origin of collaboration. Uh, this is quite a story. When I first heard that DC was venturing into vertical comics, I was like, yes, finally. I've been doing this for six, seven years. I've been waiting for this moment. And I, I, I grew up, uh, I, I don't know if it's also a thing in Canada, but I grew up watching Batman Beyond on WB5, prime time. Like those were the days. So just, you know, to be able to bring over the characters of my childhood and adulthood into a format that I love and embrace. It's like, this is a perfect match. I want to do this. I want to make it happen. Uh, I'll, whatever corporate level challenges, I'll find a way. And I mean, everyone on all levels were so excited and so supportive and very collaborative. And DC was very open to Webtoon sort of, you know, empowering Webtoon to really explore the format. And I think it really resulted in, in a, a very positive uh, collaboration where we were able to take full advantage of the medium and what, what this could bring. Uh, and then that's the, the Wayne Family Adventures, uh, which provides a, a, a slightly different slice of life aspect to a, an 80-year-old character that's so beloved for, for such a long time and, and giving it a, a fresh sort of spin and turnaround. Yeah, Wayne Family Adventures was the first part of the collaboration and it was such a massive success and it was a great uh, showcase for that two-way street because this is a character, like you said, eight years of history and it brings in many of his sidekicks to live in his house, which is something that a lot of comic book fans have always wanted to see. So Marie, could you talk about how it felt to see that be embraced by comic shop readers as well as the huge response it got on Webtoon? Oh, it's great, it's great. It's, it's like the, the thing you never knew you wanted, right? Um, so we're, what we're doing effectively is reaching a brand new audience and the, the comic stores Love it too, right? Because everybody is like, oh, I never thought about this aspect before. Like Bruce Wayne, he's a loner. We all know he's a loner, <laughs> right? But actually Bruce Wayne has a habit of always mentoring other heroes. So mm -hmm. in this story, they all just come to live with him. And it's so funny and so entertaining. And usually Batman, you've got a brooding story, but this is just super fun. And it appeals to the audience who traditionally reads Webtoon, right? So they're, they're on their phones and they're scrolling. They don't necessarily come from the same world that I come from where you go to a comic shop and you buy a, a physical um, periodical or a book. And yeah. it's, it's been really, really great to see everyone embrace it, right? So even the fans who typically read paper have been enjoying this on their phones. Yeah, it's, I have a pull list at a comic shop, so I have my subscriptions, but I also read webtoons. I love Wayne Family Adventure. And Den of Geek, who I'm here with today, that was voted our number one comic the year that it you know, debuted. So that crossover is huge. And the next collaboration between you was Vix and NYC. So David, you put a lot of work into building a really authentic team to tell that story. Could you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, I, I think when, when we first sat down with 
DC team and when we were planning out our slate uh, for, for our partnership, I think there was an aspect of, you know, uh, definitely uh, sort of delving into this uh, different format. There was a, uh, a desire to expand and diversify mm -hmm. uh, some of the audience. And I think Wayne Family Adventures was very focused on activating a huge fandom that already existed on, on a such huge character that everyone is already very familiar. Vixen was focused on fleshing out a lot of the characters and building them and giving a lot of them screen time so that you know, we, we can provide something that's different and, and really diversify the audience. And you know, like Vixen, uh, Bumblebee, Grace Choi, uh, <laughs> I, I think these are, these are characters that, you know, you don't, and, and Beast Boy, that you don't see every day on screen, so yeah. people are not su super familiar with. And, and I, I think this uh, coming-of-age story about a college girl moving to New York is a, a wonderful sort of mash to, to also, like, on, on not just on uh, DC side, but on Webtoon side, we're also trying to sort of expand our audience group mm -hmm. because uh, we, we have, uh, you know, I, we can divide our audience group into maybe largely four quadrants of romance, action, and there's like horror, thriller, supernatural, crowd, and then we have comedy and slice of life. And I think what we tend to observe is that romance audience, like the mass audience like to stay in their comfort lane, like romance audience likes to continue consuming romance, action audience likes to continue uh, reading more action, and this was an attempt for us to to provide our romance audience something different. Yeah. Uh, provide a little bit more action to a, to a character who speaks to them, and you know the creative team is amazing. Uh, Jasmine Walls uh, is a, a black queer experienced comics writer who uh, qu very quickly were able to sort of adjust to the webtoon format, and we we're lucky to be able to work with. Uh, Manu, the Haitian American artist, who who are already very familiar with the format based on her experience, previous experience in mm -hmm. Webtoon uh, Canvas on the UGC platform. So, I mean, both talents combined, I, I think, just is generating a really, really authentic story and and compelling characters. Yeah, I think something that's really cool about Vixen is this is only the second collaboration, and we're already talking about the DC characters and the DC stories bringing two different parts of the Webtoon audience together. So Marie, this is a, Vixen is a character and a story that you're very passionate about. Could you talk a little bit about where it sits in DC and why it's so important? Sure, I, I love Vixen NYC because <laughs> um, she, she's your POV character, like she is you. You're having that experience. She starts the story off on a trip to Ghana where she acquires a family heirloom. I'm sure that spoiler is nothing. Spoiler that. Yeah, spoiler, right? And then she comes to New York, and um, she's very excited, but it's so horrifying because it's so loud, and there's all these animals and rats and noises. And um, she's, she's evolving into a hero, and she's a normal person at first, so you're just sort of having the journey with her. And mm -hmm. she's, she happens to meet a green guy who likes animals, and she <laughs> is roommates with Bumblebee. And, and as a reader, I'm, re I'm seeing each one of these things for the first time because I'm deliberately not reading these scripts in advance so that I can enjoy the, the webtoon the same way that the audience is. So I'm, I'm just really excited because she's, she's so down to earth 
Yeah. And you can just sort of see that the story is just going to get really big and exciting. Yeah, we've talked about them. So let's take a look at some of the collaborations that we've kind of seen so far. Webtoon DC, there's both of you. <laughs> and then there's the Wayne Family Adventures, seeing those good heroes up there. I think this was the moment, something that we've talked about is um, the moment when DC really embraced the notion of it being a Webtoon comic. And I think that art is a really great style there. So Marie, could you talk about just embracing Webtoon, not just as a format, but also embracing its audience and the style of art that people wanted to see, kind of just giving them that freedom to tell the story. Sure. Um, so in traditional comics, we, we do have a certain thing we call continuity. Mm -hmm. And what that really means is that there is, there's a history. Every character has a story and a history. We do reinvent it sometimes, but, you know, the basics are always there. Um, and... We, we would never have thought to do this story, honestly, because, <laughs> <laughs> like, Batman is Batman. He's off brooding, you know, the various... Ro He's only got one Robin at a time. You know, we've got our rules. And when we met with Webtoon, and they, um, they come from a, a different generation, essentially, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Webtoon is really digital natives, like mm -hmm. people who didn't ever have to make a transition... Um, my generation, we transitioned, right, from paper to digital, and now we live in both worlds. But digital natives, you know, they might see it a different way. Um, so they sort of threw it all in a blender, <laughs> and they were like, let's pick out the things that we want to make a story, much as you would if you were making a movie, you know, yeah. using the entire 80 years of history of DC. And uh, came up with them all living together as roommates in a slice of life. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's, um, it's so much fun. Yeah, you, you might see them fight over the last cookie, for example, yeah, you, that Alfred has made. You might get a mug that comments on Batman's parenting skills. That was one of my favorite moments. And David, I think something that you've talked about that I think is really cool is uh, this comic specifically, it was taking the webtoon style, taking the DC canon, but also embracing like a huge fan audience for these characters that hadn't necessarily been served. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I think this was a, a very interesting project. I, I mean, and I, I gotta, I, I keep staring at the art, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's I gotta so give beautiful. shout out to uh, Starbite, the artist. Uh, but I, I think what's, what was very interesting, especially when we started sort of observing what's happening in the comments, is that I, I think I could see both communities, you know, who are following Webtoon and DC for a while, like really merging together. I was having this conversation with someone here at this conference, and then I was explaining what I do and what this panel was about, and they were like, what, there are multiple Robins? And I'm like, <laughs> it hit me like, yeah, there, there are. Not everyone's very familiar with that idea because people, you know, uh, some people aren't, aren't necessarily familiar with the whole lore. And I, I think there was an excitement in the comments where there are like true fans coming in, sort of guiding and walking through people who's not super familiar with all the concept behind Wayne family. And people are pointing out, yeah, that's canon. Yeah, he was killed. Yep, he's, yep, he, uh, the dinosaur thing is real. And I love the community sort of, sort of uh, merging together. And, yeah. and I think it's just uh, makes a uh, comic what it is. Yeah, something that I think as well is like, that we see with this and with Vixen, it's that joy of discovery. Like you said, the Vixen characters, that is a lineup 
that maybe people don't get to see a lot. You know, you're taking that, those stories that people have been looking for, but they haven't dug deep enough right, and you're making like, it Who's Team Drake? Who's Cass? Who, exactly. Who's that? I want to learn more about them. Yeah, and uh, Marie, when it comes to kind of the next generation of stories that you guys are, are, are telling together, could you sort of like tease what you're most excited for? <laughs> well, we've, we've got Red Hood coming out and we've got Zatanna. But I'm going to let David speak yeah, to Yeah, let David announce the... Uh... Okay, well I, well, I mean, if you let me do the honor. Uh, we have Zatanna and the Reaper coming out July 11th. Uh, in Zatanna and the Reaper, I, I think the title spoils it a little bit, but uh, it's about Zatanna getting sent back in time uh, to when, when Reaper existed. And uh, I don't think this is a spoiler. I'm pretty sure we also put it out, but uh, obviously I think with Zatanna, I think you kind of want to expect anyone who's familiar to see John Constantine. Yeah. And, and our art lead was a, a big, uh, who, who pitched the, the Wayne family idea, is also a huge fan of Zatanna. So she's, she's really taking a lot of extra personal steps to make sure that she, she looks perfect and she looks the way, way that you know, a true fan would want to imagine. So we're, we're very excited uh, with this particular story. And it also kind of fills our uh, supernatural uh, mystery bucket. And the other series that I'm also very personally excited for is Red Hood and the Outlaws. Uh, it's about the Dark Trinity. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think everyone, uh, I'm just shocked that more people are not uh, familiar with Bizarro. He's so great. <laughs> and Artemis uh, being sort of, I, I guess, everyone sort of being that ashamed child of Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. I, I think it's just such a fun idea. It's, you know, really fitting with the time. So I'm very, very excited to see this uh, story unfold. And I, I think this is a good opportunity to also, you know, really showcase this format and the medium yeah. to a, a traditional audience as well. Uh, like I've said, you know, I, I think what Webtoon is doing is really using the technology to change the, the distribution. But I think the inherent qualities of storytelling and what makes a good character, what makes uh, a compelling story... I think it's the same, and we, we already have the material thanks to DC working on this character for 80 years. Yeah, I was actually going to say, Marie, something we were talking about was Red Hood is a character who, in the circles that I run with, and I know journalists who only write about Red Hood, I, I know people who Red Hood is that favorite character, and you sort of gave a good backstory on, on who Red Hood is and, and why people care about him, and I think this has the potential to really cross over to that comic shop market and bring even more comic shop readers to Red Hood. So could you talk a little bit about Red Hood sure, and Jason Todd? Sure, So um, Red Hood, so the, the, when we say Dark Trinity, I don't know how many fans of comics are here, but the actual Trinity in, in DC is Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, right? So Red Hood in his Dark Trinity, that's um, three members of those families, right? So Red Hood... Uh, Artemis and Bizarro and um, I was sort of thinking earlier why why is Red Hood so popular with a certain demographic and I realized that it's essentially a millennial thing mm -hmm. maybe because 
Red Hood, some of you may recall the uh, infamous stunt where people voted on if Robin would die in the 90s, and people killed Robin. Like, <laughs> it like, was shocking, RIP yeah, Jason they, Todd. They had drawn both, the, the <laughs> Robin lives and Robin dies, and you people killed Robin. So, well, probably not you guys, but <laughs> maybe your parents. people called in and they killed Robin. <laughs> that Robin was Jason Todd, and Jason Todd did stay dead for a long time, but of course in comics, um, nobody really stays dead except for Uncle Ben. Um, <laughs> so eventually, Jason Todd came back as Red Hood. So Red Hood is, you know, the opposite of Batman in many ways, even though they live together in Wayne Family Adventures. <laughs> and Red Hood uses weapons, for example. Yeah, he like, he's a very guns. dark version of Batman. Batman would never use a gun. Um, except in the ancient past, which we try to yeah, in not... Yeah, the 40s, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> never look at. So, so, and Artemis is a replacement Wonder Woman from the 90s who eventually didn't make it, and Diana came back, and Artemis went off to do her own thing, and Bizarro is, of course, Bizarro. So you all know we live in Bizarro world sometimes, and that is, of course, the opposite of everything. Yeah, it's opposite right? So Bizarro says no when he means yes, for example. So this is the Dark Trinity... Uh, we are very excited to see how it is approached yeah. on Webtoon as opposed to how we see it every month. Yeah, and I think something that, David, we were speaking to, like Wayne Family Adventures has this slice-of-life softness. Vixen is this coming-of-age. But the Jason Todd story and the Red Hood story, it's going to speak to a different aspect of Webtoon and a younger audience base, which is the angsty father-son. He is Batman's failure, which is something Marie said, you know, so could you talk a little bit about bringing that vibe to yeah, I mean, the webtoon? I, I think it's very interesting because I, I think what Murray was just doing here, explaining Dark Trinity, because I, I think I saw some people nodding in the front row and I think some people in the back were like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Who's that? And learning is exactly what we're doing on, like, you know, trying to do, do on this series. It's like introduce these characters and lores that's so interesting and but just sort of you know letting more and more people get into it and i i personally find it very enjoyable to see a very different uh dad energy between bruce wayne in the red hood and bruce wayne in uh uh wayne family and we mm -hmm. i don't know like it, it's the, uh, a part of uh, like part of my job is i get to read a lot of these in advance so i'm like read the red hood version and then i go back and read uh, the Wayne family adventure and then like, oh, it's very therapeutic for Jason. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be very exciting to show that, you know, they're, uh, to, to be able to show such diff like range of characters uh, of this amazing s series. Yeah, and I think something that these Webtoon collaborations do that is very much in the tradition of comic books and what they've always done over this almost 100-year history is reinvention of characters. You know, Marie, that's something you can speak to. These characters often die, come back, are reimagined in a different way. Batman's a vampire in the Elseworlds. There's all different ways you can tell a story. How has it been to kind of see Webtoon as an expansion of that classic comics tradition? It is an expansion. And that's not to say that we do not constantly reinvent. Yeah. But um, there are just certain lines that we wouldn't think to cross because we have our sort of continuity and our systems. And I know that Batman does this and Superman does that. So it is, um, it's an absolute pleasure to watch these new uh, writers and artists 
from this really other world sort of take on our characters and maintain the immutables. You know, they still have their characteristics and, yeah. and DC reviews every script, but put them together in these new and fresh ways that, that I simply had never thought of. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I, I love the idea of a kid who reads, or an adult, you know, people discover comics at all ages, who reads Vixen NYC and then goes to their comic shop and tell, says like, where do I read about Bumblebee? Where do I read about Vixen? And that's kind of the dream. So what, for both of you, um, David, I'll start with you. What are you most excited about for the future of this collaboration? Yeah, uh, I mean, so uh, I, I think it's a really good time to celebrate comics. Mm -hmm. And I think technology is doing a lot of uh, justice to help really broaden this market. And I, I uh, about a week in, uh, from the launch of this series, I, I remember, because I, I, I cherish this moment because I was so excited. I was able to send email to DC team, uh, including Marie here and Jim Lee. Uh, very, very much of an honor. And then I was like, the bat has safely landed on top of Webton building <laughs> because, and it sort of, I was implying that the series has taken the top spot on Thursday, which is not an easy thing to do. With, with the amount of audience, but you know, now it has over 15 million views globally. It, it has over a million subscribers. And I, I love the fact that it's re sort of introducing characters to a lot of people who may not have been familiar and then you know, just pulling them more into world of comics. And for people who are already familiar with comics, I love that idea that people are more accepting and embracing of this new format and doesn't yeah. see it as something that's just foreign. And I, I think there is a constant battle for comics industry to fight. Like, comics are this, comics are that, that, you know, comics are for kids, comics are for, uh, you know, whoever. But I think comics are for everyone. And I think this is a, a good beginning to sort of prove that it is. Yeah. Murray, how about you? That's really funny because when I first started in comics in, you know, the Stone Age, um, it was always a battle to convince people that comics were not for kids. Mm -hmm. It went completely in the opposite direction over about 20 years. And at this point, I'm like, we do have comics for kids. Honest, we do have comics Com for kids. Kids still read comics. <laughs> <laughs> but I am most excited, really, um, about the potential that this brings us for the future. As the editor-in-chief of DC Comics, I... I have a lot of responsibility to the past, the present, and the future. So I, like Dr. Manhattan, I exist in <laughs> all of these spots at once, right? So I'm trying to be respectful of all of the great stories and creators that, that brought us to where we are, while still, of course, coming up with refreshing constantly the line for the existing readers. And what we've also got now is we're addressing the future. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing new ways that people can read about our characters and our stories and come into our ecosystem. And um, I am honestly, I'm most excited about the stories. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's somebody mysterious in the space. <laughs> That are cute. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, thank you so much for coming to this panel. And uh... thank you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs>